If you own a business, if you run a business, if you hire people in any capacity, I think you're gonna love what I have to say. If you are trying to get hired and you're new to a skill, to a profession, like copywriting, marketing, for example, but this kind of applies across the board, you're not gonna like what I have to say. So entrepreneurs love this, beginners, wannabes are gonna hate this. There's a reason not to hire beginners. There's a reason not to hire beginners. If you're if you're new, there's probably a reason that you're not getting hired. And it's not even necessarily your fault, right? But it is your responsibility to deal with the reality of the situation and to show up in a way that allows you to get that experience, to get paid, to move on so you're no longer a beginner. So this is the age-old dilemma. And I get it. The age-old dilemma for anyone who's new to a profession. You need experience to get hired and you need to get hired to get experience. You need experience to get hired and you need to get hired to get experience. It's a circle of like benefit to those who already have experience that, uh, that, that you're left out of, right? And I get it, I get, I get that this can be frustrating. And when I got started in marketing and copywriting, like I was dealing with the same frustration, right? It's, it's not, it, it's, it's a reality, right? And I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you the reason why for this. I'm hopefully also going to give you a little bit of advice no matter which side of this you fall on. So there's a big unfortunate truth about hiring talent. There are a ton of people who are wannabes, especially when you get into something like copywriting and marketing where it's often sold as like a business opportunity. You can go off and you can be wildly successful. You can make as much money as a doctor and work part-time and whatever if you're a copywriter, right? Well, there's a ton of people who sign up for that who are not actually copywriters. They're not marketers. They are business opportunity seekers, right? They're business opportunity buyers. They, they go out and they buy one program after another and they never actually get into it for the skill. And so when you're out there in the marketplace and you don't have any experience, I, as someone who's hiring you, have to automatically assume, I have to assume that you're a wannabe. I have to assume that you're just a business opportunity buyer and your latest flavor of the day is copywriting. I have to assume that you actually don't care about the craft or serving me, that you're just looking for an easy paycheck. I have to assume all these things because there are a ton of wannabes in this market in particular, but across the board, people who are flaky, people who are unskilled, people who have not developed the talent, people who may be anti-work, people who, there's whole like communities online dedicated to not working. I'm sorry, go out and find work that you love. Yes, it sucks to work for a sucky job and a sucky boss and a sucky corporation, right? If, if your soul is getting sucked by your work, I understand why you're anti-work, but be anti-that work. Be anti-that situation, right? Do fulfilling work, find fulfilling work, right? But there are a lot of people who are generally anti-work. And I have to assume if you're brand new to this, that that's you. And so you're high risk for all these reasons. Experience matters, not just experience at the skill, right? Okay, it's great to have somebody who's experienced at writing copy if I'm hiring them to write copy, but someone who's experienced at the process of like getting an assignment and fulfilling an assignment and, and doing the work, and if it's a freelancer, someone who's experienced at the process of like invoicing, billing, getting paid, right? Who's, who's familiar with that process. And it can be extremely frustrating trying to manage that whole process that a professional is gonna be able to handle, but a wannabe is not, right? I, this is one of the things like, I'm kind of 
on the fence about the value of, for example, college education education right now because there there are certainly some fields like medicine um, like certain degrees where you have to have the advanced degree to actually uh, go into the field because the advanced degree is like a experience-based training ground but there are a lot of fields where getting a college degree is not a big advantage like marketing and business for example marketing and business you don't necessarily need a college degree to be successful in fact my degree i did get a degree it's not in marketing not in business even though that's been where i've worked almost exclusively since i got that degree the reason that a degree is still valuable in these situations is a degree is well let's assume it's a four-year degree uh, it's it's four years of experience showing up, getting an assignment, and doing the work, right? And and then like doing the work up to a certain standard, such that you're proving that you can do these things. And you can argue that that's just like a whole system created to fulfill this capital. And okay, whatever. If I need to hire you to do the work, to follow my assignment, to do the work. Any way that you can prove that you can follow an assignment and do the work, okay, that's how you get, like, that's great, that's great, that's perfect, right? So anytime that someone is hiring, there is a lot of risk involved, okay? And what you need to understand, whether you're hiring or whether you are, um, whether you're trying to get hired, is that $20,000 for a copywriting project can often be a smaller risk than $2,000. Here's what I mean. So when I got started as a copywriter, and I'm, you know, I'm not looking for new copywriting clients right now, that's not, not what I'm trying to do, but when I got started as a copywriter, I was, I was uh, charging $2,000 for this project, right? And it was largely the same project that I've done, my most recent copywriting work that I got uh, that I get paid $20,000 for. And that's just the fee before I start getting paid royalties and all of that. The $20,000 was actually a smaller risk to that client because I had a bunch of experience, right? So as a beginner, you need to do things to de-risk the transaction. When I started getting paid $2,000, I actually, uh, I wrote a spec assignment to prove that I had a decent amount of writing talent and a good idea to start from. Then I got paid $1,000 to start developing that spec into a full project. And then I got paid another $1,000 when that pro full project was done. And the initial project was conditional on, you know, does the $2,000 uh, or, or, or does the, does the project, does the work that I did justify the second thousand dollars so if the client thought i can't run this it is going to be that now that wasn't necessarily my first but when i started consistently doing copywriting work that was that was what i was doing and so you have to you have to think of ways no matter what side you're coming from to de-risk the transaction so if you're working with some really new copywriters what can you do to minimize the risk if you're working with new marketers what can you do to minimize the risk uh, if you're working with very experienced marketers it could actually be less risk to pay an experienced marketer twenty thousand than let's say ten new marketers new copywriters two thousand to do, to do the same work right and this was the reason for my very first copywriting client. This was actually a few years before I did the $2,000 work. It was when I was still working full-time on this. Um, and this was just something I did on the side. 
this is this is the reason behind my irresistible offer letter that I have in the copywriter's guide to getting paid, um, where I actually went to the client and I said, hey, I challenge you to a duel. Uh, I, I would like to write a sales letter to go up against your current sales letter. And um, if if you don't want me to write it, okay, fine, whatever. If you do want me to write it, I will write it and you'll decide if you even want to run it. And if you decide you don't want to run it, you don't have to pay me anything. If you like it, if you decide that you want to run it, then you can run it without paying me anything up against your current one. You can run that test. And if you run that test and it wins, it beats your current sales letter, it has higher performance than that, that is the only condition on which you have to pay me for that project. Otherwise, uh, you don't have to pay me at all. And so that was my irresistible offer. Basically, you're not going to pay me at all until you already know that my copy is making you more money. Um, and, you know, sometimes I actually think that that's still a great way to get started, uh, but it's certainly not the only way. I'll talk about that in just a second. But if you're hiring copywriters and marketers, what I want to say is, is you, can look at, you can look at two things, right? You might want to hire experience, right? And you're going to pay more for experience. Uh, so when you're vetting someone, you might look at case studies, like what have they done before, uh, stories of, of client success, references, examples of copy. If, if you know what you're looking for, you might be able to see, okay, this person produces good marketing, right? Versus you might hire ambition. And that's when you want to have a solid screening process, when you might want to define what a first date project looks like. So doing things like asking for spec work, uh, only paying someone when they've shown you copy that makes sense. Like that's an interview for someone who is new. You're not going to hire some top copywriter through spec work. That's not going to happen. But if you know that you want to pay less, you're going to have to take more responsibility for vetting that person and making sure that they are able to deliver, vetting their skill prior to. And then, like my recommendation is maybe your most important projects, you go for the experience and you pay a little bit more in the beginning for a lower risk of that transaction because they're more likely to generate results versus on the other side of it if you're if you're hiring that ambition expect that you're going to have to put in more effort all the way through and i've often also worked in the middle where i hire someone who has a little bit of experience and i pay them more than someone who's brand new right but i still expect that there's going to be development in fact when i was working with junior copywriters for a while working with clients putting out copy that really had to live up to my own standard, that's what I did. I hired people who had experience, who were ambitious, but who weren't at a level yet where they would necessarily be able to work with the same clients at the same level, getting the same fees for the same projects. And so I ended up, um, I ended up having to manage the process, especially for the first project or two, a lot to get the certain level of quality that the clients expected. But but at the same time, that was way better than hiring someone who was brand new. Um, now, if you're trying to get hired for marketing and copywriting, my biggest recommendation, my biggest idea to work from here is to go slow to go fast. What do I mean? Uh, mostly I'm talking about income here. I'm talking about don't expect to make a lot of money off your first few projects. In fact, your first few projects are meant to break you into that circle of you have to get experience to get hired and you have to um, you have to have experience to uh, you have to get hired to get experience, right? Uh, I, I, 
I'm stuttering through this, right? But it's that whole that whole cycle of feeling like, oh, I can't get in because I don't have experience and I can't get experience because I'm not in the industry yet. So you go slow, basically you take on almost any work to get almost any experience, right? Obviously you want it to be more in alignment with the core offer that you want to develop going forward, right? But initially your goal is to really just break in to get that first experience, right? And you're doing anything to get your first experience. So when I discovered copywriting and realized that, hey, I have a future in marketing here, my first thing that I did was I got a full-time job for an entry-level marketing position. I got a full-time job for an entry-level marketing position and I justified why I would be, why like even though they were looking for someone with maybe a little bit of experience, why I would be able to succeed and it was basically that I'm gonna work harder than anybody with more experience than me and so I'm going to get you those results. And then I paid that off when they actually hired me, right? No matter what you're doing, if you don't have experience, don't lie, right? You can, you can paint the nicest picture possible of the truth, right? So for example, I got a degree in psychology. I, I had a minor in writing. I was ambitious and excited to become a successful copywriter. I wanted to understand marketing in all its dimensions, right? And I was saying those things in the cover letter that got me that marketing job. And then that marketing job was then what took me to the next level in terms of not being a beginner and having experience. And by the way, that's a, also a good recommendation for you. You think you're gonna become a freelancer with no experience, you might wanna actually go out and get a marketing job. You can get paid to develop your skills. All right, so my call to action for you at the end of this, whether you're hiring, whether you are looking to get hired, looking to break in, how can you use this? Ask yourself, you know, how is this message relevant to you? What lesson, what takeaway, what action item do you have? You can certainly drop that in the comments with this episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you get more content like this delivered to you. There's a link in the description to subscribe by email as well. Uh, if you are interested in checking out my irresistible offer letter, as well as all sorts of advice about the actual business side of copywriting, growing a career, growing a business as a copywriter, uh, how to land awesome clients and earn a great living, as a copywriter, as the subtitle says, I'll include the first link in the description to the Copywriter's Guide to Getting Paid. And uh, if you're ready to go deep, I do have a streaming library of copywriting and marketing courses. It's called BTMS Insiders. That link is in the description as well. With that, I'm Roy Furr. This is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. I'll see you again in tomorrow's episode. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.